I'm not getting William Peterson's dick, but I'm getting the balls. And so pull out a really big fat hog. Is this that thing where they're eating detergent? Is that what you're talking about? And didn't he have long hair and was shirtless? A poison concert. If I become a surly asshole. Oh, that's a giant change of pace. My puny dinosaur brain is it's overloading right now. Durr, I started with Jack Daniels. Durr, durr, durr. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep listening to this. Mm. To, I'm gonna keep listening to me talk because yeah. it's uh, <laughs> my voice sounds so great. <laughs> I do my best. I mean, I, I yeah. beef up. I add bass to it every week. And oh yeah, no, it's... I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> Uh, oh, your thought, your hit, our, our meme thing, or our gift thing on the Poison concert, I, I was almost, I'm like, that is so, I'm like, I could totally keep this office gift thing going, like, this is hilarious. I plan to, but I just got, I got busy doing other stuff, and I was like, oh, I'll yeah. be back to you. Oh, that was hilarious, especially, no, no! <laughs> oh, that was good. I, I, like, even my, like, Joni said, she's like, do you mind if I post a funny GIF? I'm like, trust me. I said, this is an 80s cheesy band. Do whatever you want. I don't care. I said, I'm going to the concert, but do, have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, of course, literally like a minute before we started Skyping, I'm like, Ozzy Osbourne is coming to Blossom. I'm like, ah, I'm he, in a concert he, mode. He's kind of on that list now of, oh, he's still alive. Yes. Yeah. What's funny is the concert is called No More Tours. I'm like, huh. Uh, I saw him back in the '90s on No More Tours tour. I, every it seems literally like, I did. I know <laughs> it seems like every couple years they have a going away party. Yeah, like I think he's a, like probably 150 years old, which I guess <laughs> cheers for cocaine. Well, so, I don't know. You're biting the heads <laughs> off bats. You're gonna get vampirism at some point or another. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw that. I'm like, at, literally, I thought at first, I'm like, that's a joke, right? Like, that's a joke? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. He is coming to Blossom. And then I'm like, ah, oh, maybe me. But I'm like, no, I'll stick with Poison and Cheap Trick because uh, they're so Ugh. much more legit than Ozzy. Yuck. I don't know which is worse, that lineup or this Jack Daniels that I'm swilling. <laughs> cheap Trick, I'm met on whatever. But Poison is like, that is some of my fondest memories of high school are... Those dudes dressed up in makeup and leather pants. <laughs> I mean, you throw Def Leppard into that mix, and that is oh. Eric's soundtrack in hell. <laughs> Literally in hell. Unskinny <laughs> pop. I don't know. Oh, not long. I don't even know what that is. Nope. Oh, you don't know Unskinny Bop? Oh, nothing more to say. That's it. I'm... Keep going. Keep going. Go <laughs> oh, boy. You want to go? To hell? Yeah. No. I, I prefer not to. <laughs> Your, your oh, musical seriously. tastes are just unbelievable because I will be just bullshitting online and I, I'll be getting criticized for something that's not metal enough. And then this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I'm like the other day I was like, you know, Cannibal Corpse is really awesome. And then today, like, oh, nothing but a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just all over the place. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, that's fine. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't yeah, care, I'm, but you're not going to drag me to any of these concerts anymore. <laughs> yeah, I th my only my only uh, complaint, though, is I, I get why concerts come to Blossom or any outdoor venue like Blossom. But I just I'm more of a, you know, I like the enc enclosed environment yeah. to where it's 
I don't know. It's just well, they make. I, they I, know they can sell out the seats or the tickets, and and they're they're going to make more money. So yeah, that's why they do. Well, there's that lawn. It just the lawn seems to be just infinite amount of space. So they just pack people into that lawn, mm-hmm. and you know the drinks. It, it, I, honestly, I wonder if they probably smell, sell more drinks at a place like that than an indoor venue, just because it's, oh we're outside and we can smoke. You know, it's stick warm, our pot in and, and yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it's. I mean, if you have good seats, it's cool. I just. Getting in and out of there sucks, and but having said that, it's you know Slayer's coming up, and now Poison, and maybe Ozzy. Uh, okay, I'll wait for <laughs> your, think, your report on these things. <laughs> oh, I'm trust me, you'll be hearing about it, as will all of our listeners. <laughs> as there's one collective groan across. The oh, please, those, <laughs> those things sell out for a reason. Most people like that shit. I just. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm the weird one on this front. It just, it, it has to do with being in bands for so long and mm. just getting burned out on that kind of stuff. And it's one of the reasons that I didn't further pursue making films when we were doing our little film school stuff is because, uh, do I want to go down this road? Uh, when I was in, in, when you're in an artistic industry like that, that requires you to perform, you, you see behind the, the curtain fairly quickly. You do. And yeah. once you see behind it, the magic is gone. And it, it's hard to reclaim that magic. Well, for me, not for everybody, but because yeah. I have lots of friends that are still in bands that still love to go see shows. I just, I'm, I'm just, ugh, I see behind the curtain and I'm just like, nah, really interested. And I got a taste of it with the short films that we made. And I was like, I think I'm just going to stop now because yeah. I, I love watching movies so much that I don't want to. I'm afraid of spoiling it. And I know that the magic. a lot of uh, people, creative people would say that's bullshit. And if you really loved it, you'd still see the magic and whatever. But uh, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I just want to, I'll just write them. You yeah. go make them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm right there with you. I mean, we made a couple and, and they were challenging and, you know, if we have something to show for it. But um, I, after the fact, I'm like, you know, uh, even with this low of a budget, with this few of cast members, this is really, 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 really hard, and I've just got other avenues that I want to take. And this here, I, especially where we were living at the time, that was it added another layer of difficulty. I think. Well, and um, and like the music industry changed changed so much right at the time when we were gaining popularity in the last band that I was in, kind of uh, like everything was becoming more digital. And I, at this point we're talking 10 years ago, 15 years ago or whatever. Um, yeah. and, uh, I remember we did a, oh, I don't even remember what it's called now, but it was a thing where we played up at the hard rock in Cleveland and we, before a panel of judges, there was no audience or anything. It was just a panel of judges. And then they would, or not judges, I don't know, critics. And then they would tell you what they think of your music and what you should probably do to improve or whatever. And the bands before us, they were telling them, like, quit, like, just quit because there's no draw for your kind of music and you're all 45. And so we were like, holy crap, this is going to be harsh. And you had to pay to be in this thing. This is a scam. And so we played our couple songs and they were like, um, you guys should be touring around New York City. And we're like, "Uh, okay, let's do it. And they're like, no, 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 you go tour around New York City. It's like, I mean, we have jobs and shit. What are, you, yeah. what are you talking about? We got families and it's, it's just, it became very apparent that the old is dead. They're not going to just give you contracts and money anymore. Yeah. 
and I've talked about it before where we played with bands that were national acts, like we were the opening act, where the guys would come up and ask you for a dollar for beer money. And it's like, you're on tour. What are you talking? Like, you don't have any money? Yeah. And they're like, no. Are you kidding? Yeah. There is no money. Or um, All American Rejects is another great example. They were getting big right around this time. They toured for years, and I can't remember the exact numbers now, so don't quote me on it, but they, they spent like... Oh, twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars on their first record, getting it done themselves, and then uh, were shopping it around to these labels, and they were like, "It's pretty good. Keep going and spend another twenty-five on it, and then you'll probably be there." And so they kept going for another till they raised enough money to make it that much better, the same record, and then they got a record contract. And it's like that's just not in the cards for people that yeah. have wives and kids and shit. <laughs> and this is not back like you know bring up poison again but this is not like back in the 80s to where you just you know you you become a glam band and you go play on sunset strip and boom you got yourself a record label i mean there were so many bands that just in the 80s not just glam metal but just oh, back with then, the doors that, the same way with like in the yeah. back in the 60s yeah i mean it's not like it is now to where it's like you music is everywhere you can get music anywhere online so records or CDs are harder to, you know, and make money on. This you know? week, Best Buy announced they will no longer I be saw that. CDs. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. But I remember, I'm not sure if you listened to it or not, but there was a great interview with uh, Randy Blythe from Lamb of God on Movie Crypt. I listened to it a long time ago, but it was, this was when he was going through his stuff with the, the fan that did the stage, or that he pushed off the stage in the other country, got arrested. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... It was really, like, he's a really well-spoken guy, and it was interesting to hear him talk about how many years it takes to just chug along, just touring, touring, touring album, touring, touring, touring album, and, like, finally you reach this level to where it's like, okay, you're kind of legit now, and he's like, you just got to stick with it year after year, concert after concert, and you can age out of it, too, you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, you, you start doing that stuff, and... You're, now you're 38, in 40, nobody's looking yeah. at you for serious. And, uh, well, that was Amish for serious. Um, <laughs> another Boo, great freaks. anecdote I always think about is Pantera. Pantera mm. played to empty, empty bars for a decade. That is the most depressing shit I've ever heard in my life as oh, far as wow. an aspiring musician. It's, are you kidding yeah. me? Because I will never be as good as Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, never. And and Pantera is like uh, when I heard about them, I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 this this vulgar display of power is amazing. And I'm like, oh, they only have one other album. Like, wow, this is like a this is like a six a overnight success. Yeah, new band. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a new band. And uh, but I, little did I realize that yeah, you're right. They had been like I think they were almost borderline glam before Cowboys from Hell came out. They were part of that transition period. Wow, that's that's crazy. Them, that oh. like Nirvana and that that whole change out of glam, which is where I was hitting middle school, which is why all of that stuff transitioning yeah. away from glam, I'm in love with, because I'm just a few years behind you. I'd probably I know, be the I same was, stuff, but... Yeah, and glam was... And I love... I mean, I love me some... Some, uh, some, some dudes glam. dressed like women. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I really like the, uh, the grunge scene, the garage band scene, but... My my junior high days were you know Guns and Roses and Poison and Motley Crue and stuff like that. So it's like those are that's my music right there. And even Slayer, I didn't listen to Slayer back then, but that was 
of that time was Slayer was coming out with Rain and Blood and uh, Metallica and all that stuff was in my 80s heyday. And so that's where I still gravitate towards, even though I, you know, if heck, I wish we could, I wish that Soundgarden would still be around, like with Chris Cornell. I wish that Kurt Cobain would still be around. I wish that Lane Stanley from Alice in Chains, I'm, all of those bands, I love all those bands, and I wish they'd still be around and I would go see them. Oh, yeah. Pearl Jam, eh, Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Even, even in the glory days of Pearl Jam, I wasn't really into them. I know, I've never seen them, and I just, for some reason, I liked a couple of their albums, but I'm like, I just never, they were not that Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Those were the, my three big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Even flow something so is, is he talking about his plumbing, or? <laughs> Wow. Okay, we got to we got to start talking. <laughs> okay, <about this>. <laughs> <laughs> music freaks. <Yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> I was a little concerned about. Oh no! I have oh, to I go hear... wipe a shitty ass on a uh, kid. So, uh, but hey, it's all right <sighs> because then he's going right back upstairs. I've I've prepped yeah. them well. Then this Good. evening we should have less interruptions. Famous last words because last week, <laughs> of my God, the music movie <laughs> shitty ass freaks. <laughs> Just before we even get into it, I'm going to take Let's... care of one shitty ass and then I'll come back and continue talking to another. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Oh. And that's our show for the night, folks. <laughs> well, I guess while he's gone, I'm going to, I guess, go say hi to my kids. Yeah, that's normal. Both kids decide we have to shit at the same time. One upstairs, one down. Like, all right. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. But they're all cleaned up and... Yep, they're probably still going to be banging around a little bit till they get back upstairs. But uh, after last week's episode, I was like, this has got to stop. So I kept them... We just moved them into one room because they wanted to sleep in the same room. So I put their beds in the same room. And... <clears throat> I told them today they had to stay down and watch TV. You're not allowed to go play in your room until it's time to record. Then I'm like, now you have to stay upstairs and play with your new Cars 3 garage toy that I put together for you. And so they are just all about it. I think we'll have much less interruptions than last week, although our audience probably doesn't even notice because I didn't you know, edit most of it out. As your roof completely collapses because of something that they did in their bedroom. <laughs> And all of Millersburg just explodes in a huge, <laughs> glorious ball of flames. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Movie freaks. <laughs> okay. Um, how are you, sir? How's it going? Doing well. Um, I, I hate to always say this, but it was another really, really, really busy day. I programmed in five movies at the theater. Um, oh, uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. That's a lot of movies. Uh, but the Oscar shorts Caesar series are uh, coming out at our theater this Friday. So all of the Oscar nominated short films are going to be playing. And that's like four different quote unquote movies. So like there's a live action, there's an animated, and then there is documentary program A, documentary program B. So there's essentially four 90-ish minute long movies of short films. And they all have to be programmed in. Like they all have to be QC'd. Uh, and there was in a horror movie that we're getting as well that I had the QC. So it was just, it was a busy day. A busy day at the movies. Cool. Sounds fun though. Yeah. <laughs> Rather be. 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> do I go yell at him now, or do I just... He's just screaming for no reason. He's upstairs just screaming because he knows I just told him to be quiet. So I'm going to... And he's not even angry. He's just smiling and... Kids, yay! That's yep. about how I'm doing. Um, anyway, uh, I thought my my s- supply was a little low, so I don't tell anybody, but I I stole a couple of shots out of the uh, wife's Jack Daniels bottle, which I never do. That's the only liquor that she really likes, is Oof. Jack. And I don't. I but, don't at all. Yeah, but if your supply's running a little low... Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, if, yeah. If your supply's running low, I mean, Old Crow will work <laughs> in a pinch. <laughs> so, I'm having one of those to kick off the show, so if I become a surly asshole... Oh, yeah, become, You know what? Yeah, they'll be like, oh, that's a giant change of pace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking gin again. It's like anything anything before 9 o'clock, it's going to be gin and, and wine. Um, and then everything after is going to be the good stuff like Canadian Hunter. That's, that's how I'm, I roll. That's where I'm going next. Yeah. Oh, my uh, Lord, we're 20 minutes into the show already, and we haven't talked about a single movie. Okay, let's no. uh, let's dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week on the roulette, it was Acts of Vengeance up against uh, Born Strong. I almost Oh, wow. Thanks, Jack Daniels. I almost read one of the new roulettes. That would have made sense. Um... <laughs> And I'm, I get to go first. Yay! I get to talk more. Uh, devastated, devastated by the murder of his wife and child, a formerly fast-talking lawyer takes a vow of silence and trains himself for a mission of revenge. Starring Antonio Banderas. This movie's a roulette. And I, I mean, after the first... 20 minutes or so, I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this. Come on. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. But there were enough things along the way that I was like, well, that's an interesting idea. And I kind of like what you did there. And I'm kind of being appreciative of what the director is going for and what the writer is going for. So I cut it a little bit of slack and they do something else that really was annoying and stupid and not annoying and stupid, more like just kind of rookie filmmaking mistakes. And then they would do something else that was kind of interesting, and all in all, I'm going to have to give this movie a thumbs down, but it's kind of a passing thumbs down. If you're a hardcore action guy, and that's your genre the way horror is your genre, and sci-fi is mine, then maybe you'll be okay with this movie. For myself, no. I'm I'm going to give it a thumbs down, but it's not like a, a hard, mean thumbs down. It's just... No. Not, yeah. Not, not one, really. one and done. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Antonio Banderas has kind of gone down that road because I had a roulette that I watched and I did not like it. It was where he was a writer or something. He was trapped in a cabin with some guy and I, it was not good. I don't even remember the title of it. It was on Netflix, but I'm like, he's a good actor. He's a really, really good actor. And I'm, you know, I just, I wish that he would in his, you know, older years now, he would still be getting really quality roles because I really like the guy. Sometimes you got to just pay the bills. Pay you know? the bills, yep. And he seems to bounce back and forth between those kinds of roles. Yeah. Uh, he was not alone in this film. It was, Carl Urbane was in this movie. Oh, okay. He's... Yeah. Uh, there was... Uh, somebody else was in it. Uh, the lead singer from That Thing You Do. I know it's not a huge name, but... Oh, no, no, he, I know. He's, yep. He's a good actor. Th- those were the core three that I recognized. That's actually a that's decent cast. I mean, that's One of the bigger problems with this movie, starting right off the bat, is... I, again, not an expert filmmaker over here, so forgive me if I'm picking the wrong thing to pick on. I, I want to say lighting, but 
looks like a direct-to-video movie. Looks like a soap opera. Looks like a oh, Hallmark movie. Like, the, the the lighting or something about it is off. It does not look cinematic. It looks like a couple of guys got together on a weekend and shot it with a, a home video camera or something. Mm. And it... So it just looks fake and weird. Mm. So... We're gonna... We're gonna... We're going to circle the wagons on what you just said there with Victor Crowley review coming later <laughs> this episode. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, the uh, voiceover. There's voiceover narration from Banderas's character because he's taken a vow of silence. Uh, the editing on this movie, it starts off in the middle where he walks into a diner and he's being a mute, pretending to be mute and beats the shit out of a bunch of people, but all with voiceover. Do you think I'm crazy? Do I look like I'm crazy? Do you think I'm crazy? Um, well, you haven't heard my story. Then we go back to the beginning, and you see his story up until the middle, where you catch up with him. We didn't need to do that. The movie would have been way more interesting if it had started at the beginning and gone to the end. His vow of silence thing is an interesting idea. Doesn't really work, because the whole time it's got nonstop voiceover narration from the man of what he's thinking. And when he is just being silent, it's like other people asking him questions. The cops, oh, your wife and kid got murdered. I mean, where have you been? Or what are you doing? Or we're continuing the investigation. And he's just, hello, respond. Um, something? You can't just be yeah. silent after they've already heard you talk. And so then every now and then he'll just give a nod or a shake. or While it's constantly voiceover, I, it, it's like, I get what you're trying to do because he's trying to be monk-like and yeah, there were some interesting ideas as far as like he said within, you know, his, his father-in-law, he's mad that his daughter died because he married this, she married this scumbag and he's like, I never want to hear your voice again. Also another big actor. Um, damn it. What's his name? Oh, there's a Robert in there somewhere. Uh, he was in, um, Jackie Brown. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, Robert Forster. Robert Forster was the father-in-law. He said, I never want to hear your voice again. That's why he stopped talking. And he also found this book of old Asian something or other. And he said, within two days of shutting my mouth, I instantly, my hearing got better. So he's kind of got superhero hearing. And then he goes and does a bunch of karate training so that he can whip ass and find the people who killed his family. And the overall plot was okay. It just was very handled very poorly, I felt. Uh, but the ideas in there were were interesting enough. I don't know. I'm I, I'm talking way too long about this movie. Would, um, would this movie have been better if Steve Buscemi would have opened the movie would and just said, "So I'm sitting there and in walks the biggest Mexican I've ever seen, <laughs> biggest yeah. shit." Yeah. <laughs> Literally, any movie is better with that start. Yeah. What would have been great is if he would have said that and then Danny DeVito walks through the door. I'd have been, yeah. I'm in. I love this. Whatever it is, Danny DeVito I, or Danny Trejo. No, Danny DeVito. I meant Danny DeVito. Oh, you meant. <laughs> That's why wow. it would have been better. It was funnier. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. Acts of Vengeance. <laughs> see it at your own peril. Uh, Bur uh, Born Strong. Okay. Born Strong. This was my safe pick. And um, and it was exactly that. Uh, in fact, I will go so far as to say this was uh, very, very good. One of the better documentaries I've seen in a little while. Uh, I was quite pleasantly surprised. I was, from the very beginning to the really good ending. I'm like, this is everything I like about a, a good documentary. I like, I like the characters. I like the story and I like the almost, I don't want to say Rocky like buildup, but it kind of is because it's a competition. So or like everything is leading up to this competition. And basically this is a group of 
of people from around the world are training uh, to take part in the world's strongest man competition. And there's the world's strongest man competition. And then there's the, the Arnold, actually it's the Arnold's Arnold strongman classic, which takes place in Columbus. Yes. And, um, and so we follow, mainly we follow these four guys. And what's cool about this documentary is there's no one person that you're like, Oh, I hate him. Don't, I, I don't want him to win this thing. They're all cool dudes. And it's not, it seems like they all like, have a mutual respect for each other. And I really, really liked that, that this was not a documentary that tried to paint someone as the good guy underdog and someone as the, as the prick asshole that's going to probably win or whatever. They don't do that. It's like, there's a respect there, but they give a little history on the uh, Arnold strongman classic. There's some good stuff with Schwarzenegger himself talking, which just seeing, like, it's interesting seeing him back then versus these dudes, which these guys, Eat and train. The end. They wake up and they force feed themselves and then they eat. And it's not about getting abs and stuff like that. It's about being a gigantic Goliath and doing this thing. And then you see Schwarzenegger back in the day, like the Conan the Barbarian days, where it's like chiseled out of marble, huge, you know, god. And anyway, it's just, this was a great documentary. And I like that it it does build up to this competition and you see them, like it's almost like towards the end you're watching an ESPN type actual 30 event. for 30. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally like, it's like, okay, who's going to win this? Like, okay, so you did this press good. So you're going to advance or, oh, you just tore your whatever tendon or whatever it is. And now you're out. And it, it was freaking good. And then one guy, um, Hafthorn Bjorsen, I think he was, he's the, um, mountain. Huh? Is he the mountain? Yes. Yeah. From game of Thrones. And he, I, I actually, I, for some reason, I was going for him. Like, I liked him in this movie a lot because he was, you know, he was tough and he knew it, but he never turned into an asshole. But I'm like, ah, oh, you're kind of famous for Game of Thrones, and you're like, he was the best built of all of these guys, like as far as physique. I'm like, you look kind of like a bigger version of Schwarzenegger. Um, but man, this is a good documentary. I highly recommend it. Better than I thought it was going to be. Well, it'll definitely stay in my queue. Um, it, it's interesting to hear, like, just how much they eat. And the one guy's wife, she, like, visibly, she breaks down saying that she's concerned for his health, which it's like, I don't blame you. Like, that is not healthy. Even though you are a huge, very strong man, there's no way that that is healthy what you are doing. Like, ingesting that much. And it's not like... Like Michael I mean, Phelps he, and his calorie count for the day. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it, yeah it, but it's like, at least... It's like they don't even eat healthy. It's like it doesn't matter what they're eating; they're just ingesting as much stuff into their body as possible. I'm like that can't be good. Yeah. Anyway, even, even despite caloric intake, you still have to be concerned about um, stuff that clogs your arteries and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. You should see the amount of food they eat. It was uh, quite something. And these guys are strong. Wow. Not a lot of calories oh. and vegetables. <laughs> yeah, no. There was a lot of meat being eaten. <laughs> uh, but thumbs up, man. Big thumbs up. And, and I would dare say this is probably the best roulette of this short year so far. I mean, it's a documentary, so I'm sure that there's going to be something that comes along that 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 uh, beats it. But for now, this is raining, raining high on the list of roulettes for me. Well, you might be getting a, a Blu-ray or two on the uh, roulette in the coming weeks because Netflix has been rather bereft. Yes, it has. 
Uh, okay, let's move on to the next round. I get to go first. Uh, erased. A security expert and ex-CIA agent living in Belgium must go on the run with his estranged teen daughter when they're both marked for assassination, starring Aaron Eckhart and Olga Kirlenko. Oh, was she... She was in uh, one of the Bonds. Yes. Was she... Okay, I thought so. Uh, Lonely Place to Die. Five Mount... And I watched all trailers doing research for these. Five mountaineering friends become the targets of kidnappers after freeing a young Serbian girl from a tiny chamber buried in a Scottish highlands. Uh, Like, literally, they come across a pipe sticking out of the ground, and it starts talking to them, and they realize there's a girl hidden in there. And they, yeah, then get chased by kidnappers. Uh, Blackway, I've thrown this on before. Menaced by a psychopath who's got the local cop scared, Waitress Lillian turns to a mysterious old logger to help her turn the tables on her stalker, Anthony Hopkins, Julia Stiles, Ray Liotta. I want to watch that one as well. And I almost threw you a Blu-ray, but then I thought, you know what? Anthony Hopkins, Ray Liotta, now you're good for this this week. Yeah, yeah that's a good spread there. I like that. Okay, uh, heading your way is, once again, Futile and Stupid Gesture. Again, just because of the director... The cast, uh, I would guess that this is going to be a pretty safe bet, even if you're not a big comedy guy. Uh, just the fact that it's about National Lampoon and their, their, how they came to be looks good. Uh, one of us eventually is going to watch this. It probably will be me, but you never know. It might be you this time. We shall see. Uh, next up is Patient 17 from 2017. This is a documentary and this is only a little over an hour. This is an hour and eight minutes. But again, like you said, uh, there is tumbleweeds rolling through Netflix right now. So <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. Meet a surgeon who claims to remove highly advanced implants, uh, microchips embedded by aliens and non-humans monitoring our Earth. Uh, discover the... Okay, anyway. The abduction stuff. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. And last but not least is Last Rampage. Uh, from 2017, this is a crime drama thing, uh, starring Robert Patrick, a T-1000 guy. The true story of the infamous prison break of Gary Tyson and Randy Greenwald from the Arizona State Prison in Florence, Arizona, the summer of 78. And the director is, uh, Dwight Little, who's from Cleveland, Ohio. And he actually, he's got a pretty good film, filmography, so that might be something you're... Uh, something you're interested in. I don't know. That Maybe? does that does bump it up for me a bit. I, I watched this trailer and I've, I've contemplated throwing it to you the last couple of weeks, but I just found other stuff that I thought would more grasp you. Yeah. He made uh, Halloween 4, uh, Marked for Death. So he made some 80s and early 90s. Action. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, he ma- I made another one, Murder at 1600. I think you and I watched that in the theater. I oh, think. I like... Oh, I don't know about that, but I like that movie. That movie is awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, there you go. Okay. Uh, I will take, uh, since I watched the trailer for it, I will take a futile and stupid gesture. Loaded cast, looked way funnier than I expected. I I just kind of was instantly turned off by National Lampoon, because I just watched that documentary not long ago that was on the roulette. And I was like, all right, I got it. But I didn't realize this was an actual movie movie. So, it looks funny, and uh, yeah, I'll check it out. And that director has not made one movie that I did not think was hilarious. I like his style of humor. So, okay. And for me, 
but that's a pretty good spread. I'm going to stay away from the horror movie uh, or the, I guess, survival horror. Thriller. Like. They're, they're yeah. kind of thrillers. I don't. I, I didn't get a true horror movie for you. Uh, Aaron Eckhart for the win this week. I think Erased looks like... Um, Oh, Born Light from the trailer. I'm like, this looks like a Born Identity type movie, which that should be good enough for a roulette. So let's give that one a try. Wasn't there one where Liam Neeson was in Paris and his brain got erased or something, too, that you liked? Oh, it was in Germany. Uh, that was a good movie. I liked that. Um, the Unknown? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah Unknown. I, I liked I, that movie. I, I, I liked I, that when movie. I saw this pop up on Netflix, I was like, wait, I think he's already seen it, but you didn't say anything, so I thought, okay. No, I haven't seen this one. But uh, at the very least, there will be good acting. Yeah. Tell you never know. Yeah, yep. we, we presume a lot. Okay, next yeah, we week do. it will be a futile and stupid gesture, which is basically every episode of this show up against erased. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, you ready to move on to uh, another light fun entry of theater ticket lottery? This is where we reach into our giant bags full of ticket stubs that we've collected over a lifetime of movie going and try to guess what genre the other person will pull out and see if we have any stories to go along with the ticket. Most of the time Eugene does and rarely do I because he has a vault-like memory of doing these things and, uh, well, I did a lot of drugs when I watched the most of these movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm up first. I guess it's up to me to pick... Uh, I will select genre for you. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Now, let's see. My my instinct is to always go horror, but then you always give me a fucking comedy or some shit. I'm going to I'm gonna go horror. I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to swing for the fences. Okay. Dun, 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 don't, don't. That's copyrighted. Oh. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Uh, kind of. Maybe a half point. Uh, Shutter Island? I would say that's worth a half point. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Which I uh, have... I'm not sure about you, but I've only watched that movie one time since... Well, ever. <laughs> Just in the theater. That was it. And I really liked the movie, but I'm not sure why I never rewatched it. Because it was good. It was heavy and it ended very bleak and depressing, but uh, it was a good movie. I got a good deal on it on the Blu-ray. Super, super cheap, and so I bought it. Because it's a Scorsese, I might as well. Even though I wasn't on fire uh, from the first viewing in the theater. And I think I liked it a little better the second time. Because the very first viewing, I kind of called the end from the way the movie opened. Oh, really? When you're talking about Insane Asylum, and then it has such a cold open, I'm like, wait, you're trying to pull the wool over my eyes, and I can see through you. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to say I was right on everything, but... From the very beginning opening scene, I was like, that the suspicion of what the twist was going to be was in my brain. But I, I did enjoy it quite a bit more the second time around. And it looks beautiful, and it's a good movie. And it's still, even knowing what's coming, I'm questioning what's going to happen along the way. Because Scorsese does such a good job of mixing it up. Yeah, he does. And then the acting from Leonardo DiCaprio is, uh, of course, fantastic. And Ruffalo. Yes. Yep. I yeah I kind of remember him crawling down a mountain and going into some cave and I'm like what what's going on here and that kind of lost me a little bit in the movie. Do you remember that? Yes. Yep. It yeah. makes more sense the second time around. Every everything kind of makes more sense the second time around as much as it can because they put enough of that dream sequency kind of. There we go. It's Addie coming home. 
Shush! My dog's getting older, so he they barks at the wind. And more cantankerous. Well, no, he just barks at the wind, and he's like, I think I heard something. Did you hear something? And he'll go, ruff. And then she goes, he's barking. There must be something. Ruff. And then he goes, you heard something. And then, ruff, 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 ruff. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's more of that dream sequency kind of drug trip. Uh, you don't know what's going on. Nightmare scenario. You know, it keeps you guessing all the way through. Anyway. Gotcha. Over to you. What you want? Um, what you really, really want? Tell uh, me what you want. Go with something not Spice Girlsy. So I'm gonna say. <laughs> At least I didn't uh, know the name of the band I was saying. Oh yeah, uh, posh spice. You see. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go with action. Let's go with just safe. It's pretty safe. Okay, I got it. I robot. I would say that qualifies as an action movie. Okay. I mean, I I know that it's... Science fiction. Science fiction, but that's an action movie. And I know that... I I could really... You could split hairs and say that it's... That's a half point, but I'm not going to do that. Well, nice. All right. And I think that movie is... uh, Overhated. I'm going to say overhated instead of underrated. Because it's not that it's that great or anything. It's just a cool science fiction movie and yet another win for that director in my opinion i like that guy's movies he makes yeah, me too. weird ass movies sometimes but but i overall really like him and he's made a couple of sci-fi uh gems in the rough like dark city and the crow and i don't know i i like his work i i have the right director right <laughs> yes you do okay. I, i'm not sure what his name is his name escapes me right now but yeah i know yeah yeah <laughs> okay um, for you. Hmm, Alex, Alex Proyas. There you go. Did he make a Gods of Egypt? Last yes, he year? did. <laughs> Even yes. when he makes a shitty movie, I love it. <laughs> that was nuts. And I enjoyed that for what it was, but uh, you had you had prepared me for that one, where I was not expecting much more than pretty CGI and silliness, and that's what it was. Perfectly suitable for that. Uh, comedy. Comedy? And the winner is, hey, hey, Encino Man. All right. Spot on. There you go. You saw that in the theater? Yes, I did. Uh, And that's a Hoyt's ticket. So that's, that's that's the mall. I mean, that's an old movie. That was, I'm guessing, back in my high school days. Yeah, 92, maybe? Yeah. But uh, I don't remember much about it other than, well, actually, I don't remember anything about it, so never mind. (laughs) Uh, Brendan Fraser not being in the Mummy movie. There you go. And didn't he have long hair and was shirtless? A poison concert. (laughs) And some scraggly drug addict next to him. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Spilling beer all over the seat. Yeah, I don't know. Talk about Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Polly Shore. Okay. I thought you were just referring to a an eighties hair metal band concert. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, wasn't there? Wasn't there? Um. Uh, Ninety two. I nailed that. Yeah. Nice. What was the uh, Brendan Fraser movie where it was him and, or is that the movie you're like Steve Buscemi? And someone else, there's three guys, they're metalhead guys or whatever. And Oh, uh, um, uh, I kind of remember. watched an interview with the other guy. Duh, it's fucking, he's now. A, it's a pretty good movie, right? He's, uh, 
can't believe I can't remember his name. Airheads is the name of the movie. Yes, I, Airheads. It's, it's one of my favorite comedies because it so perfectly encapsulates that my middle school time frame of music. Fucking Adam Sandler's the other guy in that movie. Oh! Yeah. I can't remember Adam Sandler's name. Um, but yes, him, Brandon Fraser, and Steve Buscemi, like, hold a radio station hostage. 94, two years later. <laughs> I, I still adore that movie. I've, I have not seen that since the, probably the 90s. Oh, uh, you I would like love it. it. You would love it. It's so good. Funny ass shit. Oh, man. Anyway. Okay, well, there's our little Brendan Fraser segue. Woo! Now back to the freaks. <laughs> what do you want? Um, well, let's go with horror. Let's see what happens there. That's brave. I know. Eh. Should I try and find a little ticket? Well, if it's a little ticket, it won't be uh, a Hoyt's one. That'll be older when I wasn't watching horror as much. Yeah, so pull out a really big fat hog. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, dude. Okay, this one is so faded. It might not be old. The back of it is print. It must have been a printer issue. Oh, geez. Uh, wanted from 2008. That's not that old. Uh, I guess it's oh, only, a, only a decade. <laughs> Timor, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, James McAvoy. The Tim. We call him the Tim. The, the Russian, Tim. the Russian Tim. Yep, that guy. He's the guy that made the uh, the Russian movies. Yes, <laughs> the, the Russian, Russian movies. Sci- the, the, the uh, science fiction things that before night and before dawn. Or yeah, anything. that's it. <laughs> Except not that at all. Those yeah. <laughs> before <laughs> night, before dawn, twilight. <laughs> no, not twilight. It's yeah. so bad. Oh God, Stephen, right now is just like gonna oh. send us death letters. <laughs> Death letters, because nobody emails. Um, <laughs> oh, how am I even... Oh, I can just... I can look for wanted. Der, der, I started with Jack Daniels. Der, der, der. There we go. Wanted from 2000. That's a... This movie's a decade old. Angelina Jolie's in it. And Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's in it. Night Watch and Day Watch. That's it. Yeah. Before night. <laughs> I said that on purpose just so that I could hear Steven scream from 15 miles away. <laughs> uh, who directed those movies? Oh, that was uh, the guy that did Slacker. That Before Sunset, Before oh, Sunrise. Yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, oh. with, uh, with Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke and the, the French lady, yep. <laughs> the French lady that was in The uh, Werewolf in Paris. Yes. Okay, you asked for a horror movie. I would say no, that's not a horror movie. No. Okay, last round. Oh, boy. Action movie. Action, here we go. Big ticket or a little ticket? Little ticket. Okay. Give me a little. I'm I'm risky. Be something your dad took you to. Oh, no, I remember this movie quite well. Um, (laughs) Dad did not take me to this one. Uh, this was on a date. Uh, le- leprechaun. Oh, Judas. <laughs> at Hoyt's. <laughs> hey, I watched Leprechaun at Hoyt's. That was my first yeah. R.A. movie in the theater. Oh, what an interesting night that was. But yeah. Uh, so, these Leprechaun, starring Jennifer Aniston and the Leprechaun. And I've officially lost. Actually, this week I watched most of Leprechaun 2 and I started Leprechaun 3. Wow, really? Yeah. Why? They, well, they were on TV, the Pluto TV thing. Oh. I was just like, eh, background, while I'm working in the office. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, I watched the first two, and I th- 
think that was it. And then Jeff Stutzman tried to talk me into watching the Leprechaun in Space and Leprechaun in Hood. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, they're good. I'm like, oh, that's a glowing endorsement for me to never watch them as yeah. long as I live. Your words mean nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to our show, Jeff. Yeah. Who doesn't know that would our never, show <laughs> Yeah, would never do such a thing. <laughs> In fact, oh. if we told him we had a show, he would say, huh, can you tell me the name of it so I can never accidentally push play on yeah. it? And to which I would then say, well, have you heard of a podcast? And he would say, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know of such things. Is this that thing where they're eating detergent? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? <laughs> Somehow that will end up getting to him, and I hope it does. Okay, but Leprechaun. That'd be great, and probably won't. And even if it would, he'd be like, who? What? I don't care. And then he, (laughs) for no reason, would just pull out his dick. (laughs) And that, seriously, like, that's pretty accurate. That's Mm -hmm. pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. That's (laughs) our stutz. That's our stutz. Okay, what do you want? Uh, Last but not least... um, Let's go with adventure. So, obviously, I, I think we've already... That's dangerous. Yeah, I know. We've already established, you know, action yeah. versus adventure. So, that's... let's. Little I'm or hoping big. for a... Huh? Little or uh, big ticket. Let's go with a, a small ticket on this one, okay. just because... Might take better, a little more chance. tickets. I might have to look a little bit, just to kind of... Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's that one. No. I've got a tub, so it's kind of hard to... Oh, wait, I got one. Okay, grabbing the first little one I saw. You motherfucker. Um, wow. I'm going to say that qualifies as adventure. Full point. Wow. Jumanji. Oh, yes. I would definitely say that that is an adventure. Nice. All right. Eugene for the win tonight. I mean, Leprechaun could... Wait, what did you say on the last one? Comedy? Or uh, action. action. I said uh, action. Yeah. That's not... Well, no, Leprechaun that, is that's definitely not that. Yeah. Yeah. And horror is a stretch, but yeah. This is a... <laughs> <laughs> it's classified as a horror. This yeah. is a, yeah, one of the Hoyts, 4.50, 4.40 p.m., January 6th. And that, you know, that, that Jumanji sequel with The Rock is tearing yeah, up the box bank. office. Yeah, I'm going to watch it sometime, but that's going to be at home. But yep. I'm impressed. I, I'm thoroughly impressed with how well that movie is doing. Agreed. And I will be picking Jumanji 3 in whatever next fantasy movie league we have going on. Yes, because it's coming, I'm sure of it. Oh, it is. They've been getting writers and hiring people left and right. I, now, no one was expecting this movie to do that good, right? I mean, it's doing crazy numbers. Yeah, they were expecting good, but I don't think they were expecting quite as good as it's doing. Which leads me to believe that it's a, probably a really good movie, I would guess, right? I mean, how wrong can you go with uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock? Yeah. It's two funny-ass dudes. Yeah, big budget action fantasy thing yeah all right there you go you win cheers to you yeah cheers and then we'll move on to recently watched okay let me get my my little list of all the things that i have backlogged to watch i feel like i should check off the movies that you gave to me but another one that you gave me i've been dying to see the dark tower and yes I should preface this review by saying I have not read any of the Dark Tower books. I only know what they've been talking about online and that this is a sequel to the Dark Tower series. And I've read, like, highlights of what has gone on in the series until this point. And hit play on this and go. I totally enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I don't think this movie deserved near the hate that it got. Uh -uh. I feel like it was overwhelming fan hate of people that have read seven books now or whatever and are looking for a giant 
gift-wrapped bow ending in the movie, and or or ex- more more likely, we're expecting this to be the first book of the series. It's not that, and I'm sorry to all you people out there, but this is what you can only grade this on what it is, and what it is is a sequel to the series. A series I haven't read, but I, man, I dug the hell out of this. Even the, there were parts of the trailer that I looked at and I was like, wow, that's goofy, where he's reloading that oh, six-shooter. So cool, and it was yeah. So, in the trailer, I was like, that looks kind of stupid and like something I'm probably going to be annoyed by and look dumb in the movie. Nope, not at all. It worked great for me, and I, I mean, I don't want to over-love it, but it, Man, first round, this was cool. I dug this flick, and it is sci-fi to the nth degree. I did not expect it to be that hardcore rooted in science fiction uh, genre, but it is, and it works. And the kid, uh, again, you and I see a trailer like this, and we're like, oh boy, is the kid going to be good, or is the kid going to suck? Kid was fine. Kid was totally fine, yep. Enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, thumbs up on the Dark Tower for me. I'll definitely be picking this one up on Blu-ray. Cool. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, it's not groundbreaking cinema, but it was for the short run time. I was, I I was impressed with it, and I read half of the series, which I I liked. It was a bit overwhelming to me, but it wasn't like watching this. I'm like, oh, you've you've ruined that series. I, whatever. No, I. It's fine. Edris Elba is great in it. He's great in pretty much anything. I really like him, and it's. Light, breezy, moves fast, some good special effects, and roll credits. It made me want to start reading the series. Yeah, there you, there you go. And that I'm not, first book. I, I'm not is, much on uh, fantasy seri- uh, book reading because they're so complicated. Yeah. But. That's why I, I kind of petered out halfway through that series. Is I'm like, oh, there's there's so much going on, and this world keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, I my puny dinosaur brain is it's overloading right now. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a so. break. I don't even have the arm length to reach my drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, oh. over to you. Okay, well, let's keep the uh, Edris Elba love going with The Mountain Between Us. Uh, okay, uh, 2017, uh, the trailer sold it as a, I don't want to say an action adventure, but a a drama adventure romance type thing and it got the drama stuff down and it got the romance stuff down but the adventure stuff was a bit wanting in this movie i watched it with my wife who who quite enjoyed it although even she was like towards the end she's like "Eh, this is getting a bit schmaltzy with their relationship but this idris elba and kate winslet they're in a plane crash in the mountains and so they've got to survive uh, countless days and in doing so they you know they find each other and they're now in love and she's engaged and i'm gonna kind of spoil the movie because who cares uh and then they of course they're rescued and then she still has feelings and for him and he with her and they and then they do a very cheesy meeting in the end where they they're awkward but then they you know they're both walking away and then they stop and then the camera shows both of them like and then they slowly turn around and then they run to each other and they grab each other and nope uh, <laughs> well okay it was i am something. utterly disinterested i'm sorry yeah it was, <laughs> I, I was at least hoping for a really good plane crash a la the gray and there was kind of sort of but it just i was not it was not 
for me. This is this movie was not made for me, and it's uh, eh. It was one and done. My, my, I mean, again, it was nice to watch with my wife, but I won't be giving this one a revisit any time, ever. Uh, I was hoping for some sort of alive ending where the old, oh that would have been great they were they were in love with each other but then one had to eat the other one or yeah, something then, like that maybe and then somehow Nazi zombies show up in the middle of the mountains and then now we're getting somewhere but as it was and not in the best quite. segue ever it turns into a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> <laughs> In the distance, something just falls from the sky. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be okay. great. Yeah. <laughs> instant five... Well, <laughs> instant two and a half, maybe. Yeah, I didn't really have any interest in that movie. When it's uh, the, the, mount, the, or the mountain between us, I'm like, already oh, that sounds like some kind of romance smulchy yeah. thing, like you said. Smulchy, it is. That's not yeah. a word. Oh, my yeah. God. No, no it, 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 it's the yeah. Jack Daniels podcast. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it describes the movie perfectly, though. Just that. So, nope. <laughs> okay, and uh, next up is... I'm just going to get rid of a couple of the bigger budget type... Do whatever you want. ...movies, and then I'll get into my my slime. Uh, Creed from 2015. Finally, oh, finally watched got this that movie. thing off yes. the treadmill list. Yes, exactly. This is one where it was, I'm like, oh, it's two hours and 15 minutes, but it did really good, and it's got good actors and a good director, and da, 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 And da, da, the director my, of the Black Panther movie coming yes, out. Yes, yep. Um, and I will say, I'm, I'm going to uh, preface this review with this. I did watch a uh, behind-the-scenes type thing on the Blu-ray uh, with an uh, interview with Stallone, Ryan Coogler, who is the director, Michael B. Jordan... And uh, I, I am impressed with what they did with this movie and where they took that series, that for the franchise. Uh, I thought that was cool. This is still a Rocky movie, and it still has those tropes, which is okay. Um, so I like that they they actually took this story and made it more of an urban drama. Um, and I I appreciated that. They I under it, wait a minute. Uh, um, let me back up a sec. I understand uh, how you say that. But in a weird way, it kind of, going back to original Rocky, still was an urban drama, just was an urban white drama, whereas now it's becoming more of an urban black drama. And I'm just, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm, I haven't yes, seen the last yeah, two. Exactly. I'm just guessing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. And, and I like that. I yeah. think that I, I, I like that they took this in a different direction while still keeping the roots of what a Rocky movie is. And the, bo- the boxing scenes are great. Uh, this very much echoes some of the first few Rocky movies and just like, okay, by the midway point, there's going to be a fight and then there, which leads to the big final fight and setting things up for the future as well. Uh, but <coughs> I like that it was Stallone essentially passing the baton to Michael B. Jordan, who was really good as Apollo Creed's son. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, love him or hate him, uh, he does have a really, really, really good performance in this movie. He's still Stallone, and he still has those mannerisms, but he... <laughs> he, he yep, yep. But there's a couple moments where you're like, wow, that, that he delivered those lines really well. Like, it's kind of touching. Um, but having said that, these are not... I've never been the hugest Rocky fan. Me either. Th- this was per- perfectly fine. I can't imagine I'm going to watch this one again anytime soon, but... Uh, props to the director, Ryan Coogler, and, and everybody involved for 
for actually doing a good job and making something that made a lot of money and continued the series. I'm sure that there's going to be a Creed Part Two. I would imagine. Uh, oh, they're making yeah. they're making it right now. It's it's with uh, Ivan Drago's son. Okay, and that's cool. I think that's that's a. Neat it's way an to interesting uh, matchup because now you got uh, Jordan, the son of the guy that killed his father, up against. Yeah, so oh, that's right. He did that. Was part four where Apollo? Yeah. Oh, so anyway, uh, I I would say you should give it a watch, but you don't have to. I mean, it's a it's a long movie, and you if you've seen one Rocky movie, you kind of know what to expect. You know, ah, it's man. You know, there was a time where I was like, I've got to have a review file for these movies just because I've never seen them. And I hit the library and I watched one, two, three, four, five, I want to say, and burned through them all. And even though I was not into really any of them uh, outside of the first one and ah, wow, I, it's really hard for me to say, let's watch two, three more. I, uh, I'm sure one day I'll get around to it, but right now it's just not a series that appeals to me. And I, I don't know what else to say about that. Okay. You want to yeah. do another one or? No, let's go for it. Back to you. Okay. Since I teased it, let's, well, maybe. Did you watch Cloverfield Paradox? I, I was not able to. So I okay. guess spoiler free review or. Okay. I'll do a real quick spoiler free kind of review, which will be difficult and therefore short. I guess I should preface this by saying that I'm not the hugest fan of this series. Like, I I do like both of the entries so far, but I'm not like, they're eights and nines and shit. Like, I like both of them, but I, we're talking sixes and sevens? I, and I, apparently, in discussing this, uh, the new one, Paradox, with people online, and watching lots of reviews, which I have been doing because people are, like, trying to break down how this bridges the gap of all Cloverfield movies... Uh, apparently everyone holds the first two in more high regard than I do. Um, so when I get to part three and it has plot holes and, uh, it has some filmmaking techniques that aren't a list, maybe, I guess I'm, I don't know why I'm the only one that I can just roll with it because I've seen two of these movies already that have these problems. Uh, one of the biggest things that I keep, one of the biggest negatives I keep seeing online, and people fucking hate this movie, by the way. I'm, oh, uh, really? I'm the minority of people that think this might be my favorite of the three. Yeah, people hate this movie. Um, <laughs> but then I go watch their videos on YouTube and whatever, and I, I listen to their long list of complaints, and I'm like, did you not see the first two? Because the, the first two, uh, don't answer your problems with this one. Like, they're saying things like it it doesn't have consistency and it has plot holes and I we don't understand everything that's going on by the time it's over. I, I defy anyone to tell me what is going on with any of the first uh, with the fir- either of the first two movies. What is going on with them? Tell me the plot of them. Tell me what's going on. Can can yeah. you tell me what's going on with the first one uh, outside? What I mean, I'm not talking about just like there's a giant monster crashing around New York. I mean like where did it come from? Where did all the little critters come from? Uh. They never tell you that in the first one. In the second one, uh, spoiler, I guess, for the very ending, uh, all of a sudden it's an alien invasion. Okay, we were not led to believe it was an alien invasion in the first movie. We were led to believe that it was something that came up out of the sea. Yeah. So, I, we have giant inconsistencies between the first two. Nobody gave a shit then. 
But suddenly this third one comes out and it presents an entirely different scenario, which could answer why we have these discrepancies and everybody loses their mind. And they're like, fuck this movie. This is bullshit. What? Yeah. It doesn't answer the questions. The, uh, the first two didn't answer a damn thing. This movie is a totally fine Cloverfield movie in the Cloververse. And that I just said, the Cloververse, makes me want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> For serious. <laughs> the Amish term of the night, I guess. That's the title of this episode. For serious. <laughs> For, oh, I've said it like four times now. It sounds dumber each time I say it, but it's probably going to be the title of the episode, so deal with it. Um, <laughs> and all like one word, too. For serious. <laughs> I guess if you make me. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I don't know when I, when I, when I'm me personally because I uh, the first two I'm looking at is like a six and a half ish. Uh, I'm I'm not heading into a new Cloverfield movie going. This is going to be amazing, groundbreaking sci-fi, whatever. But and the and the reason that I give this one a little more props than the first two is that the first one is so rife with shaky cam and not just excuse me regular shaky cam. It is the birth. Oh, that's not true either. Uh, it's not the birth of shaky cam. It's the Ah, uh, how would I put it? It is the, one of the first ones that really, uh, uh, the found footage, when, when found footage is really getting going in, in the early aughts. It's where we're going to be shaky cam to where you're fucking puking. That's why it's hard to rewatch that movie because the shaky cam makes you sick. Uh, the second one is mostly a contained thriller horror movie in a basement. And that's fine. It's fine for the movie. It's a good movie. But how often am I going to go back to that movie? Not much. Because I already know that most of that movie is going to be bullshit leading up to the end. Yeah. It's just not for me. If you're into that contained psycho-thriller thing, then you'll enjoy it. And again, not knocking the movie, but it's got that sixth sense kind of thing going where after the first time you watch it, how often are you going back to that well? You know, like, oh, let's go back and enjoy that thing where we already know what's going to happen and it's just a whole lot of back-and-forth bullshit. And maybe some people, that's fine, but not me. Um, Now, this third one, I could see myself revisiting this one more often. And that's why I get at the edge over the first two. Because, and again, I'm the sci-fi guy, and this one is out-and-out sci-fi. The first one is a kaiju movie. The second one is a thriller contained in one room, for the most part. The third one, this is outer space craziness science fiction. Okay? Um... I would be really surprised if you hate this movie. I, I'm I, watching it tonight. After the show, I, that's what I'm watching. Well, okay. Let's get into the negatives. Prepare yourself. The first half of this movie is 17 shades of fucking confusing and fucked up. And you don't know what is going on. Uh, buckle in. And don't expect to understand anything that's going on in the first half. But let me tell you, by the time that things were all... Uh, as the movie progressed... Okay, I understand what's going on, at least as much as our main characters do, and I'm okay with it. I got what was going on by the time we got to the end. As much as you can with any Cloverfield movie, because by the end, they leave you with as many questions as every other Cloverfield movie. It is maddening that people are deciding to come down on this movie, and forgiving the first two. I I, I don't get it. Because even the uh, part two... As she's driving towards the city, there's that giant spaceship silhouetted in in the... 
what the fuck? That makes no sense with the, if you're going to get nitpicky. And I'm not nitpicky. I just saw it and I was like, all right, we still don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, I can still roll with this. Guess what? You still don't know what's going on in the Cloververse yeah. <laughs> after this movie. But I think that you will enjoy this as a just a sci-fi jaunt and the special effects are incredible. This thing looks amazing. Um, I, should they have released it in theaters? That's a dicey proposition as far as I'm concerned. It could go either way. It could have made enough bank to make back, you know, make money for its investors and whatnot. It might have totally bombed. I have no idea. Huh. Interesting. Well, I shall watch that later tonight. Well, and report back next episode. Yeah, you're going to watch the first half tonight, and you're going to go to bed saying, I saw some interesting visuals, a lot of sci-fi with a splash of body horror, and it made no sense. And, and then I woke up, drink in lap. Yeah, and then tomorrow you're going to watch it on the treadmill and be like, I, what? Huh? Okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Stay if, tuned. I mean, if you hate it, I will, be, I will be surprised if you hate it. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Okay, uh, back to you. Okay, horror double feature. Well, go for it, dude. 1.5 horror. Uh, first up is Jungle from 2017 from director uh, Greg McLean, which I really like him as a director for the most part, uh, especially Wolf Creek. I thought it was great. Belko Experiment uh, was great. Rogue was great. This movie was not great at all. Daniel Radcliffe is lost in the jungle. Uh, oh, this is, a this cur- is that current release. I thought yes. you were talking about something old that I didn't remember. No, this is the one with uh, Radcliffe as a... Um, this is a, based on a true story of Yossi or y- Yossi Ginsberg. This, this I suppose it really happened. Um, uh, him and some of his friends go into the jungle and they team up with this backpacker guy that has wonderful ideas to go explore blah 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 well they split up and all sorts of bad things happen as you can expect and man was i bored in this movie this is two hours long and it felt like that full two hours of just wandering around and oh he's hallucinating again and now he's running in circles and now he's hallucinating about a woman that he's seeing and then Oh, arguing, probably arguing. Yes. Oh, well, they argue until they get split up and then it's just him losing weight for the rest of the movie until he's skin and bones. And I did not like this movie. Uh, I gave it, I mean, I, out of a five scale, I gave it two out of five because of the director and Daniel Radcliffe and the production values were really good, but I could not get into this. I was, I was so bored in this movie. This is not deliverance or, you know, survival horror. It's short of him having to cut his forehead because for some reason, don't ask. It's just a standard issue. Meh. And it's, I, I, because it's based on this novel or this true life account, I imagine this is probably how a lot of it went down. So, okay, that's, you know, they're, they're not embellishing things, but, Man, that was boring. Well, that would so. be an interesting take from Greg McClellan. I didn't know he directed this. Yeah, I, I like him. I, uh, he's a good director. I mean, and the directing was, I, I guess, okay, but I haven't read this autobiography, so it might be quite true to that autobiography. But the trailer made it out to be this, you know, kind of tense, psychological, thrillery, you know, survival horror type thing. And it it is that, but... 
on a way, way, way low scale. Like I said, lots of uh, just <laughs> maybe oh, maybe enough people it, like me got to him and said, "Hey, your Wolf Creek is a whole lot of." Based on a true story bullshit. Um, maybe you could make it based on a true story uh, that's actually legitimately based in oh, the and story. If it is, and he's like, okay, here's your boring ass jungle movie. Yep, because that's what it is. That's one and done for me. It's on Amazon Prime right now. So I, I so near bought this on Vudu uh, numerous times. But I'm like, uh, just hold off a little bit in case it comes on the Netflix or Amazon Prime. And sure enough, it did. So I watched it immediately. And thank God I didn't buy it. <laughs> I at least got that. That was a checklist out of my way done. I wa I've watched all of this guy's movies. And this is by far the least of them, I think. Well, I'm going to still check it out sometime. Yeah, I would like you to. I, you never know. I mean, especially with maybe some lowered expectations, you might you might enjoy it. I don't know. I generally have lowered expectations yeah. for a Greg McLean joint. Yeah. So. yeah, and and I went into that movie with pretty high expectations because the trailer was good. I like the director. I like Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, everything about that, I'm like, I'm going to probably like this movie. And I came away with it not liking it. On the flip side, my next review. Here we go. Uh, I bought Leatherface, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie on Blu-ray, used for a pretty decent price because that's what I do. Um <laughs> So, uh, I am happy to report that this was a thoroughly fun movie. Quite possibly the best of the Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies since part two. Uh, I've seen them all numerous times, and while I do like the Platinum Dunes ones, they're so nihilistically violent, especially the, the second one, the beginning. Uh, I still quite like them, but this one here, I like that, uh, Oh, how do I say this? I, I can't believe I'm, I'm even saying that there's a French sensibility to this because the directors are the guys that made Inside. The Oh, just the happy-go-lucky fun time, that is. Uh, cutting a baby <laughs> out of a person and trying to steal a newborn. Yes. Yeah, well, and here, it's... Uh, something about it is different, and it has this different feel to it. Uh, I was... They, they... I will say this, they got... I'm not going to spoil this movie, but... As it was going on, I'm like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. I mean, this is the this is basically how Leatherface came to be. Uh, this is how his childhood, teen years, whatever, blah, you know, upbringing and whatever. And they got me on this movie. I was thinking one thing, and it was actually something different. And I thought that was really cool. But uh, acting was fine for what it was. Not high level anything. Production values were good. And it while it wasn't as mean-spirited gory as the, uh, the the second Platinum Dunes one was. This was pretty gruesome stuff here. And it, I just, the whole way through, I'm like, I can't believe I'm liking this. I can't believe I'm liking this movie because I was expecting to hate this movie, especially after Texas Chainsaw, which upon rewatch, that is just shit. Just What, what is that? Just, oh, that was the one where... Is that part three of a remake? No, that was the, after the Platinum Dunes one, that was the one where they, the beginning takes place, like, at the very end of the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, the, actually, there's a little baby, uh, in the Sawyer house. Well, they take, they take the baby, and she gets adopted, and, uh, gets raised up by this, you know, adopted 
family, whatever. And then she eventually she finds out that she's related to the Sawyer family. And I can't believe I'm spending all this time on this not good movie. But it's it is complete by the numbers and not good. Uh, this on the flip side truly does some unique and different things. And I really, really appreciated that. I thought it was, uh, it was gruesome. It was, uh, a cool way to lead up to what was to come in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, uh, knowing the directors of Inside directed this, I could see bits of similarities here and there, I guess. So it got a thumbs up. I quite liked it, but, uh, anyway, that's it for me. Leatherface gets a thumbs up. Not not groundbreaking work, but um, I was quite impressed and surprised at how much I enjoyed it. So anyway, back to you. And there we go. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do another review, folks. <laughs> While our illustrious uh, leader here takes care of some uh, child rearing, I shall do another review. Let's get this one here out of the way. A movie called... I'm going to butcher the title because uh, who cares? Uh, the movie is called Moritoris, I think. And this is one of those movies that um, I found at the uh, local exchange place. I'm like, oh, the cover is something. Legions of the Dead. And it's an Italian movie, supposedly a throwback to the old gore classics from Lucio Fulci and the like. Um, I should have been, I should have known better because it was made in 2011 and I would have known about this movie before now if it was anything. But, you know me, I, I had to, I had to waste my money on it, which is exactly what I did. An hour and 23 minutes of some of the worst acting I have seen in a movie in a long time. And that's, this is coming, uh, from a movie that has subtitles. This is Italian speaking with subtitles. So you can get around some of that stuff because it's subtitled, but wow, you can just tell, no, not good acting. So three guys and two women, uh, are on their way to a rave, I guess, in some remote place, I guess, and uh, on their road trip, they pull over and the women proceed to get raped uh, over and over, and then for some reason or another, huge uh, pro-wrestling-looking dudes with big helmets on uh, show up from, I think, maybe hell, but I don't know, and start murdering everybody. And then one of the ladies gets crucified in the end. Roll credits. I hated this movie. Hated <laughs> it. Uh, the lighting was awful. Like, you can tell they, they, the, the low budget they had went to the gore, but the movie was so poorly lit that why? Why even waste your money on this violent bloodshed? Because you can't see it. Um, the pro wrestler dudes, I suppose were okay ish, but there was, what was the point? I, the only backstory you really get were the opening credits to where I guess it, which was a cartoon type thing where I'm like, okay, they're something. And I think it was supposed to be a kind of a take on the, uh, tombs of the blind dead series kind of, but geez, like those are masterpieces compared to whatever this is. And then I, I genuinely, uh, like the Blind Dead series, but this is just shite. I hated. I don't think this I'm familiar movie. with the Blind Dead series. 
Oh, I've, we've talked about it on the show already. I love those. Oh. Those are Spanish movies. The uh, the Spanish conquistador guys or whatever, Knight Templar. They're oh, like oh, the, okay. I didn't. Oh, okay, sorry. I didn't remember movies. that that was a uh, had a series with a label. Yeah, but uh, so this movie is just god awful. Man, I did not like this movie, and I should have known better because I mean, I got the movie, and I'm like, oh, here we go. And then I just started reading reviews, and I'm like, well. I know, but it's probably still going to be okay. And but on like every review, like there has to be some good reviews. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I found one. And add me to that list. It was abysmal, <laughs> truly abysmal. All so, right, fair enough. Moratoris, folks. <laughs> there have been a lot of reviews tonight that have dealt with big burly men or people and men in makeup and men in burly working out their abs and it's just it's the man episode oh yeah <laughs> big sweaty man with makeup episode yep there was no volleyball thus far though tonight we haven't talked about volleyball so somehow still less gay than top gun. top gun <laughs> <laughs> okay i got one more and then i'm gonna be done um and I, I'm going to need your review of this as well, because you haven't talked about it on the show yet, I don't think. To Live and Die in L.A. Oh, was I was waiting until you watched it. Yep. Another one I got from you, and I give this movie a big thumbs up. I This was not what I was expecting at all, and this is one that I passed by on the video shelf for years, literally. But I, for some reason, I had it in my head that... Maybe it's because of the title. I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything concrete to back this up. But two days in the valley, or uh, just the title somehow, my brain put together with a indie drama romance. Maybe just something not this. So when you got it and said you loved it, and then I of course have to borrow it, and then I watch it. Okay, this is a eighties. Yes, mid eighties, uh, mid eighties, um, thriller, yeah, crime thriller. thriller. Um, it almost could be a prequel to Heat. Like it's in that vein of a thriller. And then when you're talking Heat, okay, now I am fucking in and totally in on this movie. Uh, completely enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I, I don't think I'm gonna give it like any giant A plus kind of status, but definitely a B plus in that ballpark. And I'll need to watch it a few more times till I can finally come down on a proper grade for it. But yeah. as it is, I was almost kind of blown away because my expectations were so very wrong on this movie. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved this movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And the, the, the <laughs> part of me kept laughing while I was watching it because then a, a new 80s pop tune would pop up that I'd never heard of. And I'm like, yep. Yep, Eugene's jerking off yep. right now. Wang Chung, big old boner. No, no, yep. it was always it was pop tunes I'd never heard of uh, from that era. Yeah. That I, I know that Wang Chung. Wang Chung did the soundtrack to this movie, which I'm like, ah, oh. that's about right. See, in my stupid ass, I thought you were talking about a song because I'm not from that era. That's your era, yeah. not my. No, era. the band, the band Wang Chung. Okay, everybody have yeah. fun tonight. I thought that was a song. I didn't know it was yeah. the band name. Yeah, no, the band's name is Wang Chung, and their song is. Wang Chung. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Isn't yeah. It? Yes. <laughs> but it's something. What? Yeah. Wait. So. Yes, it's the song and I think it's the song name and the band. Wow. Uh, but the, they did the soundtrack. It's the title to it. song. 
Yes, it's great. Oh man, everything about this movie is so. I knew mean. you were loving on it. Go ahead, tell me what. what oh, yeah. oh what I mean, Willem Dafoe was a great bad guy. Will uh, William Friedkin was great. Uh, he's always a great director. Like, I very rarely has he disappointed me as a director. And this this has certain parts in it. Where I'm like, yep, I can tell this is one of his movies. Uh, William Peterson's uh, balls are in it, so there's that. They are just a, prominently. <laughs> And I, yes. I was very shocked, and I'm like, hmm, I'm not getting William Peterson's dick, but I'm getting the balls. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, that's surprising for a, like, wow, they're okay. I'm, oh, all right, there they are, flopping in the wind. But, and the movie, like, people like to get, sh- people like to get, people get shot, like, in the face very prominently, and it's like, it's, like, gross. Yeah, very. Uh and I, I, a couple times, like I could see it once, like okay, but like oh, you're doing this again. We're 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 going for the the headshot again, like in a very different sort of way. For some reason, it's just like someone gets shot in the face, and like their whole head just like turns red or something. It's, yeah, it, well, it's that '80s '90s version of uh, a headshot, which is your head doesn't explode because we haven't gotten to that point yet. So your head just turns into red paint. Just, Red paint explodes, yeah. yes, but your face is still there, but just red paint, yeah, and then cut away. It. Yeah, and yeah, and, but... and they went, they graduated from um, a pistol shot to the face to shotgun shot in the face, which was like a paintball versus I just threw a can of paint, red paint on your face. <laughs> yes. Oh man, good movie. The car chase. <laughs> the car chase was great. Did you like the car chase? Yeah, but it was one of those movies that again, like like last episode, we were talking about Red October and shit, where. It, the movie is of such a quality that the drinks start flowing lightly. And oh, uh, by they the time we got to the third act, I, even a couple of days later, I was like, yeah, it was a good movie. And then I was like, how'd that movie end? I was like, huh. Um, <laughs> I don't... Uh, he died, and uh, there's a red paint bucket on your face, I think. But don't World really remember. Counterfeit money and Ferrari something. <laughs> Yep, pretty much. That's the 90s. Yep. 80s. 80s, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. It was also the 90s. There was a lot of 90s action movies that were the same yeah. kind of vein, where it was just like, action beat, here's your uh, sin of what you're doing, and yep. uh, here's some gore, yep. and the end. And and if pressed to really describe what happened in those movies, everybody is like, well, some guys yeah. did some bad things, maybe. I, 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 yep. I, and even going in, no, like I knew that this was going to be a cop thriller. I knew that, but I was still impressed with just how much I liked the movie. It was two hours long, and it flew by. The characters were cool. Like everybody seemed to be kind of a prick in the movie. Like, and I kind of liked that. Like everybody was, even the cops were kind of assholes and Willem Dafoe was a slime bag. And like, it just like felt like, uh, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. So anyway, (laughs) I I don't have anything to back this up, but I kind of felt like this was going to be, uh, one of those movies, like the player, like it had to do with Hollywood and, um, filmmaking Mm. and that kind of stuff. I didn't, I didn't know that this was a cop thriller. So, uh, yeah, I, I went into, into this knowing absolutely nothing. Maybe because it just had L.A. in the title. I just assumed that. William Peterson, balls deep. There you go. There you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Uh, anything else that you want to do for this episode? Uh, one more review, then I'm done. Go for it. Uh, I teased 
review of Victor Crowley and I Shall Deliver. Victor Crowley was watched last night and... Um, first off, I like Adam Green. I like him a lot. I think that he seems like one of us. Like, a cool dude. Well, not that I'm a cool dude, but he seems like a cool dude <laughs> that that wanted to make a horror movie way back in the day, or horror movies back in the day, and he did it. And he made, you know, a TV show, and he's a metalhead, and he just seems like a genuinely nice guy. He's got a good podcast. Um, it, But this movie very much feels like Fatigue has set in with the series. And that it pains me to say that, especially listening to his 27-minute interview on the special features, because it's like, this is another labor of love. And everything that went into this movie is, it's difficult to make these movies, even with the lower budget. It's difficult, but I don't know why, just something about this one just... The first one I thought was great, and the second one I've watched tons and tons, countless times. And I like the first one the best. And the second one, there's it's a slight dip but it's still really, really good. And then the third one, there's a pretty big dip. And this one here, unfortunately, is barely in line with part three, I think. Um, it, it, Like you were saying about the Antonio Banderas movie, there's some sort of a, a video sheen to this that I did not like. And I know that he shot the first two on film. I know that the second one doesn't look like he did because it looks like video on the Blu-ray, but he did. He's talked about this, that before in the podcast, too, where yeah. they fucked up something in the transfer. And this one here, I'm watching, I'm like, what? Wait a minute. I thought that you were championing film, and this is video, and it looks like video. I mean, it's not like it's shot awful, but it's just the lighting feels off, and the budget, for some reason, it feels, I don't, I, I guess I should check. Uh, there's no budget listing on IMDb, but it feels like the budget was less than any of the other Hatchet movies. Uh, at least in the first one, like, oh, you're in New Orleans and now you're on the boat and now you're running around the swamps. Here it's centered mainly around this downed airplane. And the comedy is up to like 11. Like, okay, I get it. The first couple had some pretty funny scenes that worked, but you're really going for the comedy and a lot of it is starting to feel sci-fi original Sharknado-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, yeah. I, it, it pains me to say this because I want to like this movie and there are some great scenes in it. And as with any uh, hatchet movie, there is a lot of really, really good gore in it. Um, but way, way too much comedy um, versus especially the first two. Like there was at least some horrific stuff to go along with that here. The horror is tamed down so much by the comedy that even though it's really gruesome and gory, it's like, well, this is a comedy with a, a gore comedy, I guess. Um, I know. And then I liked the ending was great. I, I liked the abrupt ending. Uh, there's a little halfway through the credits zinger that I really liked. And I liked that they got, uh, Felice, Felisa Rose. She was, um, the little girl from Sleepaway Camp. Oh. Angela. And she has a pretty big role in the movie. Actually, as with, it's an Adam Green movie. So there's a whole bunch of horror cameos in it. And that was cool. I liked that. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I don't know why, but centering on that downed airplane in the swamp, I'm like, you're just, you're not leaving here. You're right around this airplane the whole time. And you probably didn't want to do the whole swamp thing again, but you're making this feel low budget, like pretty low budget. So I'll watch it again because I'm a horror guy and it's got some <laughs> cool scenes in it, but it was disappointing. And I, I, I root for the guy. I hope you make, you know, 
30 more movies in your career or whatever. But this one here was kind of a swing and a miss. It wasn't an outright dud, but uh, considering where this series came from, this is yeah definitely a big step down. So yeah, and it's kind of weird when the, when you're going to the um, uh, for for the first name card of of the series, which is usually about yeah. four, and that's kind of where they are, where it's the yeah. John Rambo, the um, yeah uh, Rocky, uh, whatever. It sucks that um, this one is the lowest of of all of them, but yeah, what, it what is. You gotta do it's yeah, it's the fourth one in the, in the series. Um, even, even, even the third one, it felt bigger than this. And I, eh. I, I hope that he, I actually would wish that he would start, uh, do another series, like find some other horror aspect, some other horror movie to do. But if yeah. he feels like this is what he wants to do, I don't know. I kind of root for those guys, even though that I'm not, you know, they're hugest fans in the world. It's like, it seems like they grasp the low budget sensibility that you and I have loved so much because of the, yes. because of the no budget films that we've made. Yes. Yep. Anyway, that's it for me. Um, for uh, I'll, closing out the Vic, uh, the Victor Crowley review, I will say that if you are a listener and you are a diehard horror fan and you you know you like what you've seen before with the Hatchet movies, this is certainly one to at least give it a watch. But it's just set your expectations pretty low because boy, I'll tell you by the fifth, even the beginning, like the very beginning, the the beginning zinger thing that they usually set up in these movies, I'm like, oh. This is, you're, you're being too funny with your gore. Like, back when it was Robert Englund doing this, it was funny. And Josh Leonard, and I'm not sure which part that was, but where <laughs> they're killing gators or whatever, and then they get butchered. I'm like, that was funny and gory. This one here is over, you're trying too hard to be funny. When you're trying too hard to be funny, it just, a lot of times it just falls flat, and this did. So, well, anyway. My expectations are pretty low anyway, because I think all of the first three are kind of, in the ballpark of, of each other. I, I, I don't hold them in extreme high regard. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. We need to wrap this up because, once again, noise factor taking over the show. Yep. Anything else you want to add for this episode? Well, I was going to get to this review, but it will wait till next week. And I'm going to review Death Wish Part 3 and 4 coming your way. So. Fantastic. Stay tuned for that, and there's going to be another Texas Chainsaw Massacre review uh, because there's a new Blu-ray coming out, so you'll uh, hold on for that. And the new Hellraiser movie comes out soon, too, so hopefully we get to those. I've got all kinds of crazy reviews of uh, older comic book movies, um, some older animation, and mm, some old-school kung fu that I've been re-watching just for shits and giggles. Uh, we'll get We'll get to all of it. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I will see you next week, my friend. Uh, All right, I'm man. Eric Barner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See you, man. See ya. Thanks for listening.